What's going on, everybody? It's the Armchair Referees Podcast. I am one half of the show. The fear brother from another mother. The one, the only, Mr. Chip Bayless. And you guys already know who I am. You're hearing that super silky voice right now. Mmm, sexy. Mmm. Fake Oculi. What is going on, fake? It is a beautiful Thursday night. Recording a little bit earlier than normal, uh, but we're going to get it done here. Really not that much to talk about tonight, Fake. Really, not like sports, sports just, there just wasn't much going on out in the sports world this week. Not too much, um, but we are going to dive into a little bit. Uh, combine officially kicked off today. Tonight, actually. Yes. So, Which I'm not a fan of, to be honest. Yeah, nighttime combine. Nighttime combine, I cannot do. I like... The past couple of years, it has been nice to get up at like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Turn on the combine. Turn watch on NFL th- Network. Watch Rich Eisen crew. Tr- just, try to do his 40. <laughs> and, you know, watching these guys do their thing. And working working second shift, man, it's like it, it's tough because you can't – like where I work, we don't have NFL Network. Like we have a TV, but we don't have NFL Network. Well, that weren't they always holding it? Like wasn't it always like a Saturday, Sunday thing as well? When they first started doing like the air, like the coverage of the combine, they started like on weekends. It used to be like a Saturday, Sunday thing. Now it's becoming like a um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday because there's so many positions that they break down. Like yeah, like day one is like quarterbacks running. But they backs. still won't invite punters. <laughs> I mean, do you, are you really surprised? Like, what all are punters gonna do? I I could care less how many bench press bench press reps a, a punter can do hey you know what if a punter out bench reps a offense tackle i want to see that shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be funny don't get me wrong but punters physics, are people too physics would have to disagree with you on that punters are people too they're people too and i'm all for the brand but <laughs> i just like i said physics completely disagrees with your so we're, we're going to jump into our XFL stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more combine here later in the show. Uh, but we're, we're going to kick it off here. Um, your Tampa Bay Vipers. For now. Um, for now. Until, until Philadelphia gets an <laughs> XFL team. My, for now, Tampa Bay Vipers. Put a hell of a fight up against the Houston Roughnecks. Their offense actually fucking did something this week. <laughs> Past couple weeks, Tampa Bay has put up a fight, but it's clearly that the better teams were, yeah, on the on the winning side. But uh, like I said, uh, it was either going to be them or LA to get their first win this weekend, and I was not feeling Tampa Bay whatsoever this past weekend. Well, I think Tampa Bay's especially problem. especially when you're playing probably the league's MVP and PJ Walker. But at the same time, I think what Tampa Bay's problem is, Tressman needs to pick a fucking quarterback and stick with it. Him running three quarterbacks, basically a game. <laughs> no, he should have had his guy picked out since day one. Like you, this is the reason why. Like you had this whole off season to choose your guy. Week one, Aaron Murray wasn't the guy. Week two, you tried to roll with uh, that Cornelius dude. I, I think Flowers should be. Flowers should be the quarterback, yes. in my opinion. He's, if he's I'm the Tampa only one Bay, move. I'm going with Clinton Flowers as a starting quarterback from here on out. He, he's the only guy that's really moving the offense anytime he's in. I said, I even said the same thing week one, because when they were getting completely demolished by New York, they benched Aaron Murray, put Quentin Flowers in. Quentin Flowers in the offense was actually clicking. Yeah, that he brings a whole different dynamic to the offense. He's a little bit more of a mobile guy, which like works out. That let, let's be honest here. That's the way the game is going to. It's going to more of a mobile quarterback. Basically, the Tom Brady's and the Peyton Manning's are a thing of the past from, like, here on out. If you look at the top quarterbacks, not only just in the XFL, but also the NFL nowadays, are quarterbacks that are able to be mobile. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, guys like that are taking over the league. I completely agree, and you see what P.J. Walker and you see what Cardale Jones is doing in the XFL. Like these are guys that had their opportunity in the NFL, and at the time, like the franchises they were playing for, 
they just there was nothing they could do because you figure with P.J. Walker, him being with the Colts, and at the time the Colts had Andrew Luck, the face of the franchise at the yes. time. And then Cardell Jones going from Buffalo, which Buffalo at the time had absolutely no idea what they were doing at quarterback. No. No, <laughs> there was absolutely no – how should I say this? There was no um, – Direction. Direction whatsoever from the Buffalo Bills. There was no identity is what I wanted to say. Yeah. they Well, they, they had – Taylor, they had Tyrod. And I think this was during Rex Ryan era in Buffalo. Yes. Where there was absolutely. And when he was shipped out was whenever Dermott was coming in. It was his first year. He shipped him out before preseason even began. So. uh, And then, like I said, Cardell Jones going from Buffalo to San Diego slash L.A. Oh, why? You're not taking Phillip Rivers' job. like No. Uh Dallas played very good. Very good. Now, do I think... I got to give a huge kudos to Dallas because they came back in that game. Yeah. Where, honestly, I thought Seattle was definitely the better team in that game. The second half, Dallas just... They they just completely overtook that game. Stoops. I, I'm... Stoopies. You're being stupid. Okay. The reason that you had to come back in that game is because you're still having Landry Jones drop back 40 times a fucking game. He is not going to be that guy that's going to be able to throw the ball that much. And it's proof. It's proof by... And they have the best two-headed backfield in the Mm -hmm. league. And the fact that you're only giving Lance Dunbar eight touches in the run game and Curtis Artis Payne 13, there's an issue. It's an issue. It's an issue. Because if you look at Landry Jones's uh, interception to touchdown ratio, the guy's averaging two picks a game. Sooner or later, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, there's got to be a point where you're just going to say, you know what, we have the probably, at some point it's going to finally pop into Bob Stoops' mind that, hey, we got probably one of the best two-headed backfield in the entire league. Let's pound the rock and not have – Landry Jones go back 40, 50, possibly even 60 times like he was that one week where yeah. 60 dropbacks is absolutely ridiculous. Like, you cannot be doing that. Mm-mm. Not with Landry Jones. He's a game manager at best. And his, QB, uh, and his touchdown to interception ratio just pr- proves that. When you're averaging two to three picks a fucking game, and you're in week three, and you're still <laughs> averaging that, there's a fucking some those, issue. Some of them picks were absolutely like... They were boneheaded. Why would you throw that? Like, Yes. Absolutely boneheaded. Stoops, you got to figure this out, and you got to figure out that Landry Jones is not going to be that guy like he was in college where you can do that, okay? He's not that guy. Figure it the fuck out. Now we have... My St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm telling you right now, Fake, that was a very impressive outing by not only the Battlehawks, but the fans as well. Yes. That whole entire lower bowl filled. Filled. St. Louis said, we got football back, motherfuckers. And it's not Jeff Fisher ball either. <laughs> Can you imagine if Jeff Fisher would have been the coach of the Battlehawks? <laughs> Regardless, wherever wherever Jeff Fisher would have gone in the XFL, I'd have followed him. Yeah, it was pretty same, same. Bring back the stash. That man deserves a job. I still think that the Jaguars are screwing up with with sticking with Doug Marone. Yeah, they should have they should have hired the other stash daddy. They, they should have just you know they should have hired Stash Daddy Senior for Stash Daddy Junior and make it Stashinville. Yes, but yeah, very very impressive outing by the St. Louis. Uh, Fans, they like you know they proved that's still a football market. I love it. Um, Tiamu had a great game, great game. Uh, Twelve for eighteen, one hundred and nineteen yards. Um, didn't throw a touchdown, but he he managed. He, he managed. managed the game. It, was, it was definitely a game managing performance. Uh, he had three carries for fourteen yards. Um, J- Matt Jones, oh. I completely forgot all about Matt Jones, man. Hey, I hey, haven't heard Matt Jones' name in years. Not since he was with, like, the Redskins. Yes. 
Um, 15 attempts, 95 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, Christian Michael, 13 attempts, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Matt Jones averaged 6.3 yards a, a carry. carry. That is putting in work. <laughs> the Guardians, man, I don't know what to tell you. It is a complete meltdown. First, you had Matt McGloin having a meltdown. Now you had their center this week, this past week, having a meltdown. And also, a huge shout-out to the Girl Scout of America. <laughs> yes! Because they probably pulled off the best trade this week in the XFL. Hey, he doesn't fuck around with Thin Mints, man. Hell no. <laughs> who, who, you don't like Thin Mints. You're un-American. It's like you saying you don't like apple pie. Yeah, you don't like apple pie. You can just get the hell out of this country. You fucking commie. <laughs> but, yeah, a, a very impressive uh, performance by by both the fans and St. Louis. St. Louis's defense looked amazing. Um, they're, they're right up there with Houston, I'm telling you, man. It, Houston, D.C., and St. Louis, three best teams in the league, and they show it week in, week out. And even whenever they played – even when St. Louis played Houston, they put up a hell of a fight. They proved that they were right up there with Houston. So, unfortunately, it was not a good week for the DC Defenders. Man, going out to LA, fake. This was this LA. was this was by far the biggest shocker of the week for me, man. I I just could not believe it. Like Cardale, like they got to Cardale early. Like I would say probably yes. that first drive, man. The hits that Cardale was taking, they rocked him after that very first drive. And since then, the defenders could not do a thing on offense. Four interceptions is a no bueno thing. Especially from Cardale Jones. Like, that is so rare. Even when he was at Ohio State, you rarely saw Cardale Jones throw four interceptions. You rarely saw him turn the ball over in general. That too. But like I said, I mean, this was like, they, L.A. came up with a perfect game plan because they rocked him after that first drive, and since then, D.C. could not do a thing. And they did the right thing. They started Josh Johnson. And he, he looked, looked amazing. <laughs> game managing, pretty much. Well, I, I, I don't know if you call almost 300 yards passing and three touchdowns and, you know, three he carries. Was, he was pretty six, much a general yeah, out there. He, he looked like he, a general. He, he ran that offense to perfection. Um, would upset the Spruce Dink in another touchdown, but he had another great showing as well. Uh, three three receptions for uh, 75 yards and four, uh, four targets. Uh, McBride had an excellent game, 109 yards receiving, two receiving touchdowns, five receptions off of six targets. Like, that just – like. When you look at these targets here and see one for one, one for one, one for three, two for two, three for two, three for three, four for three, five, uh, six for five, 18 for 25 um, completions to attempt, two attempts, that just proves Josh Johnson was on the top of his fucking game right there. So Absolutely. A huge shout-out to Martez Carter, too, the Wildcats running back. Yes. Dude was putting on, like, a highlight reel. Yes. Um, 11, 11 attempts, 30, 40 yards rushing, averaged 3.1 yards a carry, uh, and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, it was just an impressive out, outing by L.A. They, they, I think that win can really turn their season around there for them. And like they, I said last week, it was either going to be Tampa Bay or L.A. to finally get their first win this week. But I, And L.A. I, did it huge. Big <laughs> time. And I wasn't even feeling Tampa Bay at all. I thought, I thought for sure, honestly, that I thought D.C. was definitely going to come out with a better outing. But, like I said, after that first drive, man, they, they got the Cardale Jones fast. And after that, man, they just could not do a thing on offense the rest of the game. Well, doesn't – doesn't if I remember correctly, doesn't L.A. have a certain man that used to play for Baylor? And he looks like a pure pedigree freak. <laughs> Where the heck is he? Where are you going with this fake? Yes, they do have Sean Oakman. Do we have to go over this man? Man, yeah, I'm not going to lie. He look, he did look like a beast of Baylor, but, man, he couldn't do a thing for the NFL. Well, no, he never got he never got a chance. Remember, so he was projected to be a first-round, first overall pick. 
like in the first round. And then that allegation, that sexual assault allegation went on to him. And he was and he proved he went to court and everything and was proven that he did not commit the sexual assault. Poor but Bill no, Clinton. But no team touched him after that. I mean, I can't really blame nobody touching him, but I mean is like but the thing he went to court and it was proven that he didn't do it. So like but no team touched him, so he never really got an NFL shot shot. I believe he played in the AAU last year. Had a pretty pretty impressive showing. And he's playing pretty good for LA. Um he had one tackle um and one assist. But if we go on his so far he has one sack, three QB hits, uh, one tackle for a loss, and two. Jesus, well, you guess he isn't having that great of fucking. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I thought he was having a hell the, of a lot. The hype train is so real right yeah. now. I'm sitting here like, are totally we, re- are we, are we really riding this train right now? I, I thought he was having a hell of a lot better of a season than that. Um, but yeah, L. A. How many sacks? They had three sacks on on DC in general. I don't know how many of them were on Cardell Jones himself, but three sacks, plenty of QB hurries. You know, it's LA's defense. I think they have one of the better defensive lines. I was gonna say in, definitely, in definitely defensive fronts. I mean, they like I said that first drive, they definitely set the tone of that game just right off the bat, like. Getting the Cardell Jones out early, rocking him, and putting a fear into the D.C. offense where they couldn't do anything. And Mike Stevens, he had two of those of four interceptions. He had two of them by himself, um, which gave him both of his interceptions for the season. <laughs> but, um, hell, this guy even has a sack. <laughs> and that's for a quarter. <laughs> guy can do it all. Boy out of North Kakalaka. <laughs> North Carolina. He, oh. he tar heels. <laughs> North Carolina. I'm like, North where, is, where is that at? Um, yeah, it, LA, as as a unit, they played very well. Uh, so far, there isn't, like, exactly one person is coming out and, like, really, you know, sh- shining for the most part. Um, although, I think Trey Williams is probably one of their best players on that team. Um, he's a guy out of Auburn. He has a sack, 13 tackles, and had an interception in that game. So, um, yeah, he, I I think Trey uh, Trey Williams is one of their best players on that defense. But as a as a unit, you could tell that they played very well together. Oh yeah, just makes you wonder what if what if they would have kept Pepper Johnson. Yeah, what could Pepper Pepper Johnson do with that team? <laughs> With that defense. Um, so we're going to stay with L.A. We're going to go into next week's picks here. Um, the L.A. Wildcats go back on the road. They uh, play the New York Guardians. That game is Saturday, 2 o'clock, ABC. I'm going to go with L.A. I got to go with L.A. You like New L.A. York, on the road? I, New York, I they just don't have any fucking clue what they're doing right now. They had that great show in week one, but ever since then, it's just been a straight fucking nosedive. It's been a meltdown for them. I Because producer Dev had to jump off the Vipers ship and go to the Guardian ship, and ever since that, look what happened. <laughs> Mel- every Guardians fan is going to blame you. <laughs> I'm just thinking that like, every Guardians fan can literally point at this quintessential moment on the and say, that's the reason we suck. Like, it's going to be like the Browns. Like, the Browns are going to be like, why do we suck? It's like, it's because of Devin Saylor, and he switched ships. He joined our team, and now The fucking bandwagon jumper. <laughs> you have a quarterback meltdown. You have a center meltdown. And the defense just looking ugly. I'm going to go with L.A. Just fugly. And you know what? I think, I think Josh Johnson's going to have another hell of a fucking game. If he goes over 300 yards passing, I won't be fucking surprised. Um, so, yeah, I, I got L.A. 
Next Big. game. <laughs> Next game on the Saturday slate, we have the Seattle Dragons at the St. Louis BattleHawks, five o'clock on Fox. And Take, they're staying at home. They're staying at home in the dome. I predict the dome being as filled with maybe a little bit more than last time. And you already know it. I got Battlehawks, man. I'm going to go St. Louis as well. I think they put up a hell of a show this past weekend, being their first home game, being in the Dome. And in honor of the style and profiling, Nature Boy himself, Jordan Chiamu. All right, never mind. It's going to be... A Rolex wearing. Diamond ring wearing. Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheeling Limousine. dealing. Limousine riding. Jeff flying. Son of a gun. And he's going to get that W in St. Louis. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and then we have the Battle of Texas. The Battle of Texas. <laughs> Dun. I got the Houston Roughnecks going Austin 316 and dropping a stunner on Dallas's candy ass. Let me tell you something, fake. Let me just hear it crack over my beer real quick. I'm also going to take the Houston Roughnecks over the Dallas Renegades. And it's going to be big. So give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah! That game will be Sunday, 4 o'clock, FS1. And that's the bottom line, because so Cold said so. <laughs> Vince McMahon, we want a royalty checks. <laughs> Now, the 7 o'clock on ESPN2, we have Tampa Bay at home against the D.C. Defenders that did not defend shit last week. <laughs> Ooh, let me tell you something fake. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Macho Man. Is coming back for week four. Why they even made this a primetime game is completely on me. I have no fucking clue. No idea. But I'm going to tell you something here, fake. DC did not look good on their first road trip. No, they did not. Tampa Bay just hasn't looked good all season, regardless if they've been home or away. No, they have not. But I'm going to tell you right now, fake. Tampa Bay's hungry. They want their first win. Ooh. So, me having to rock the Vipers this season until Philadelphia finally decides to get an XFL team, the Macho Man is taking the Vipers, dropping a leg, putting the old leg drop on the D.C. Defenders. But it's going to be a close one. And I'm going to say by at least six. Oh, yeah. Do you see the brow right now? I see that eyebrow raising. Do you see the fucking brow? I see the damn eyebrow raising. Because no one gives a damn. Because DC is going to come back with a vengeance this week. And they're going to drop the DC defender's elbow. In Tampa. And put a shellacking on your candy ass. Ooh, fake, I just want to hit you with a steel chair right now. <laughs> I got DC big on Tampa Bay in their house. Because, ooh, motherfucker. They're coming back with a vengeance and they're looking for blood and they smell it in the waters of Tampa. What you gonna do, fake, when the... When the Viper strikes, 
What are you going to do when the DC Defenders run wild on you? We'll see Sunday, brother. <laughs> I great set of games this week. Week, you know, and there's so many different different things. Like DC's coming off of that week where they literally could not defend a fucking cough. <laughs> there were probably small children that they could have thrown out there a wide receiver, and they still would have gave up those points. Um. And Tampa Bay just not hasn't played well all year, so we'll see. We'll see. And then we have two great teams, the Battle of Texas this week. We have Seattle needs to bounce back after picking up a win and then they lose. Will St. Louis stay hot? And will L.A. continue to play well? Or will New York finally figure it the fuck out at home? I don't see New York figuring it out at all. No, 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 <laughs> no. I don't either. <laughs> so, now, fake, we get into the NFL Combine, which just ended, I believe, tonight, was the first group, which was quarterbacks, tight ends, and wide receivers. That being said, fake, Here's basically the time set that happened tonight. Um, pretty much the fastest time for quarterbacks was a 4-5. And that was Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. He's not a quarterback. He's a running back, and that's what he will play. In, in that <laughs> so NFL. you're already going to label Jalen Hurts as the next Tim Tebow. Listen, listen. Okay. I don't – his biggest problem is, one, he does not have a big arm. And, two, his accuracy at times is very fucking questionable. That's the difference between him and Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow had a fucking arm on him. It was his accuracy at times where you're like, eh, no. Hertz doesn't have an arm, and his accuracy at times makes you go, Sure, sure, this guy should be playing fucking quarterback. Next on the quarterback timing list, we have Jordan Love, who ran a 4.74. Which is pretty much where I expected someone like Jordan Love to run it. I like him. It's that he's going into that mold, as, as I said at the beginning of the show, where that's what the way the game is going to. They're looking for guys that are going to be able to be mobile and be able to throw the ball. Love does not have a huge arm, but he is so very accurate. So, um, Also, another surpriser for the quarterback, um, Steven Montez out of Colorado ran a 4-6. The fastest 40 time. Are you ready for this? Was by Henry Ruggs the third. Well, yeah, he's gonna be four two seven. Also, he didn't break the record. He did not break the record, but damn, that is fast. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even think I could even, I could run a four two seven in my sleep, <laughs> dreaming about it. I'm still, I'm pretty sure, even if I was still dreaming, it would probably still be like five something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Quez Watkins, another wide out for uh, four three five. Four three five is nothing to scoff at either. No, <laughs> so that's pretty fucking fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how the fuck do you say that name? What's up? Where you at? Albert. The tight end. We're just gonna call him Albert. <laughs> We're just gonna go with Albert. Holy fuck! <laughs> four four nine. That's pretty good for a fucking tight end. <laughs> you sure he's even a tight end? <laughs> we'll see here. I'm pulling him up now. This is the boy out of Mizzou, aka Missouri. Um, uh, 
258. Damn, that's a big boy flying right there. Yeah, it's definitely a big freight train coming right at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He, he was a junior. He decided to come out early. Hmm. Yeah, 4.49. Wow. That, that, that's a big boy <laughs> right there. Shit. Did they really only do 40 times? They did also bench press and vertical jump. See who had the highest reps. Yeah, I'm trying to look at that right now, like bench press wise. I think the highest I seen was like 37. Oh no, 44. We got a 44. Where did you get that 44? We got. Oh no. Natain Mutai, offensive lineman from Fresno State, Redford Redshirt Junior, came out early. Now, fake, we're going to get into hand size later on because everyone is already bashing Joe Burrow for having nine-inch hands. Well, we already saw what uh, Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes says. He's doing pretty good with his small-ass hands. Listen, <laughs> hand size matter. I don't care what anyone says. That, that might be the most, like, the dumbest thing to, like, measure at an NFL combine. But to me. No, your, your penis will probably be the dumbest thing to measure. I just I mean, Do they actually measure penises at combines? <laughs> I, I don't think they do, but... I'm just saying, if, it's the, if, it, if there's anything they measure, if they would measure any part... Oh, man, I could I, I with Tess Cypress. I, I, would, I would hate to, like, have, like, a player's meeting where it's just like, all right, boy, whip it out. Let me see what you're working with. Boy, whip it out. Whip it out. <laughs> don't, Let don't, me... don't ever say it like that. It's like looking at a girl and be like, dump them out. <laughs> Quintess Cypress... My boy, he's a junior out of the University of Wisconsin. Figures. Hasn't had – he's had an okay showing at the Combine so we, far. So far we, his pro, prospect Are we getting on another six, hype train that's going to be soon no. derailed? Because <laughs> I can't do it. Um, well, it, it's a pretty good story. So, like, he last year he was actually kicked off the team. Because there was an allegation that came out of a sexual assault. Spent all last year uh, suspended from the team. Was also suspended from the university in general. Like, there was a chance that he's going to be kicked off college, uh, the college campus. Um, beat his case. Was reinstated to the team this past year. Had a pretty decent season. Um but if you want to talk about hand size, his are only eight and three-fourths. <laughs> what a wuss. <laughs> but he, he's had an okay. Like, it hasn't been something super impressive, but um, prospect grade of 6.28. So I do have the top five 40 times for wide receivers. We have Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama, who ran a 4.27. Quez Watkins out of Southern Miss ran a 4.35. Denzel Mims out of Baylor with a 4.38. Ah, Baylor. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver out of Tulane, ran a 4.38. And Devin Duvernay out of Texas ran a 4.39. Hey, you don't mess with Texas. Tied with uh, Devin was Antonio Gibson out of Memphis with a 4.39. Pretty good, pretty good. Got some of these guys showing out. Now the only thing I want to see is like I want to see vertical jumps. So I gotta see how like how high some of these guys can actually. Oh boy, wow! Donovan Peoples Jones out of Michigan, forty-four inches vertical jump. Jalen Rager, wide receiver out of TCU with a forty-two. Henry Ruggs again, forty-two inches. Chase Claypool, wide receiver out of Notre Dame with a forty-inch, and Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, wide receiver forty-inch. Pretty good, pretty good. Quintess Cypress, thirty-eight point five. <laughs> are you to fi- are you are you done with him? Like you you were riding that train throughout the entire combine. Like that is your boy. Yeah, uh, I I like him. I I I like him. It's just it's mainly 
it's mainly clearly you the like story. him. I it's, mean, come on. It's mainly the story, uh, you know. Who is this? So there's fun. one name I keep on seeing here. Okay, and this this boy out of Liberty, Antonio Gandy Golden. He's an up and coming wide receiver, man. There's actually some hype getting behind this kid. Prospect grade of six point two seven. He's one of them small school. Guy has a decent frame to him though. Six four two twenty three. Almost kind of reminds me of like a uh, a certain someone that was drafted last year, but just wasn't. I don't think that he's as built. Yes. Ran a 4'6", 22 uh, reps on the bench press, 36-inch vertical jump, 127 broad jump, and his three-cone drill was 7.33 and 20-yard shuttle, 4.55. That's actually not bad for a three-cone drill. not bad. Not bad at all. Um He's just that guy that, like you keep on seeing there in the, like the top tens of all these drills. Um, now, is he going to be a combine warrior? It his stock's definitely rising. Like well, I can see why. <laughs> obviously, with stats like that, his his stock's definitely going to be going up. I don't see him jumping into the first round. Maybe I could definitely see second, him. Third he, guy. I could definitely see him being a second or third round guy. Yes. Now he's somebody. Looking at his frame and the way he's built, he's somebody I think Buffalo should maybe contemplate heading after. Because if you look at Buffalo's wide receiver core, Falcon very, very they're shorter guys. You know they don't have a red zone threat. That is, I think that was Buffalo's main problem all last year. They because they don't have a tight end. If you don't have a tight end, that's going to be your red zone threat. You got to try to find a receiver that can do it. You bring in a guy that's. Like this, he's six four. He's a little bit beefier on 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 the sides, and you know, you know, nine nine inch five five eighths of a hand. You know, big handed guy. Maybe guy's got some paws on him. Yeah, can maybe turn it into a red zone threat for him. I think Buffalo definitely needs to either draft a tight end or a wide receiver, somebody that is going to be big and be able to be commanding inside that red zone there for them. Um, and maybe maybe they can grab this guy in the second or third round. That's a good possibility. Um, going into the combine, though, what do you th- – like well, Like we said earlier, we're not a fan of it being like nighttime. Like, no. And that's, that's that's so weird about the combine now because, like, during the day, these guys are going to see trainers. After the trainers, they're going to meet with these NFL. Like, they're either having, like, their press conference and then they're going to go meet with, the, like, team executives and stuff like that. I think they should do that after their workouts. And to, to be truly honest, I think they should do that after their workouts. Yes. I completely agree. 100%. With that being said, day one of the combine is officially down in the books. Day two, we will have, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be the running backs, I believe. Or it might be defense, I'm not sure. So Friday, February 28th, will just be running backs. And then Saturday will be defensive line and linebackers, and then it all ends Sunday with defensive backs. So far, day one, the guy I'm most impressed with is a small school, small town, tight end, out of the University of Dayton. We all know what came out of Dayton before. You know what I mean, man? <laughs> you give me the Gruden look. Gruden fight for Dayton, man. <laughs> was, he, was he drawing up Spider 2 Y bananas back in Dayton? Adam Troutman could be catching some Spider 2 Y bananas. You know what I mean, man? With Vegas? Maybe with Vegas. Maybe they look for that bigger bodied tight end to help out. And I think this is a guy that can do it. 
This Adam Troutman guy, 6'5", 255. Hometown is Williamsburg, Michigan. Not Williamsburg, Pennsylvania. No, sir. Pros- <laughs> prospect grade of 6.20. Ran his 40 in 4.8 seconds. 18 bench uh, reps on the bench press. 34.5 vertical jump. 114 inches on the broad jump. And his three-cone drill was 6.78. 20-yard shuttle, 4.27. Not a bad showing for a small school guy. And a small town guy. Yes, to boot. I think he he could be somebody that could sneak up into the third round. He's having, so far, a pretty good combine. We'll see uh, day two whenever they start working in, like, you know, routes and different stuff like that. But so far, I, you know, this guy's really impressed me so, so far. So... We will see. I'm going to be looking out for this guy. As of right now, he is ranked as the 17th tight end in the draft. Um, But I I could see it going up there a little bit. uh, I could see him jumping up there. Uh, But, yeah, so far I like him. I I like him. He he, he impressed me day one. Now, if he has stone hands, uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I said because that's going to be the major question: Is he going to be a guy you can rely on to catch, or is he going to be more of a run blocking tight end for you? Which uh, those tight ends are slowly losing their jobs in the NFL. Well, yeah, because you sit there and see guys like Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Kevin Rudolph. I mean Kyle Rudolph. I don't know why the fuck I said Kevin. It's Kyle. Kyle Rudolph. Um, the Jordan Reeds, whenever he is fucking healthy. <laughs> He's not even with the Redskins anymore. Did they cut him? They finally cut ties. Well fucking time. That guy could step on a leg and be be out for like two years. But hey, they loved him in D.C. Though. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing like ever paying a guy for sitting out for two years. No big deal. Now my question is: Brom has <laughs> not impressed me at all. He didn't even run in his combine. Yeah, he did. You're in a uh, five. Uh, he didn't participate in the bench press or so. Uh, so that, Fromm's, that Fromm's not a bench guy. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> now, uh, it's that he is a, not a good sh- – didn't impress me. Didn't impress me. Um, makes me kind of think maybe should have stayed for a senior year down, down there in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, yeah, not a good look so far. No boy. I don't really see. I mean, I I, I think he's definitely going to be one of those like late first, maybe early second guys. That's that's kind of where I got a feel for Jake from. I don't see him being like a top ten or a top no. fifteen, late first, maybe early second, maybe early mid to second. Oh, apparently Detroit's still pretty high on him. Right. The the rumors coming out of D- Detroit is that we talked about Detroit's this last week, Fake. They are as up Detroit is now an up and coming team now that's in the mix. They are. They're they in are. the mix for Tua. But I just don't see Tua going to Detroit. I, I, I don't Of all places to go, yeah, I don't see Tua going. I, I don't think But that's the thing too because well. that's the thing too because and like I said in episodes in episodes before if there's a team that's desperate for a quarterback to move up, the team to move up with is Detroit. You're going to have to call Detroit and get that third overall pick from them. Well, there's still speculation that Detroit might even try to trade up. To get Burrow? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't see since – and I think – speaking of Joe Burrow, I think he definitely put the – I think he put the hatchet down that it's it's definitely – you might as well just go out and get a tattoo right now. Joe Burrow is going to be a bangle. It's set You failed me, Joe. You should have pulled an Eli. <laughs> as much as I would have liked to see Joe Burrow pull an Eli and back out of the whole Cincinnati situation, I think from what he had in his press conference pulled earlier this week, I think he pretty much buried the hatchet that – He's going to be a bangle. Should have pulled a fucking Eli, Joe. 
factory of sadness. You aren't going to win any games. Cincinnati doesn't know how to win. He, I mean, he's going to go in that division where it's going to be tough to go against Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, Baltimore, even Cleveland twice a year. Listen, you know, Miles Garrett might bash your head in, Joe. Think about that. Do you really want to go to Cincinnati? Listen to fake. Pull at Eli and save your cranium. Because <laughs> next thing you know, then Miles Garrett's going to say that you're calling him calling him a, a racial slur, and he's bashing your head in with your own helmet. Do you really want that to happen? Yeah, but let's be real. If that, if that happens again with Miles Garrett, he's out of the league. Like, let's be real here. One more incident like that, Garrett's out of the league. He's, he's Vontaze perfect. He's on the blacklist. There ain't no coming back from that shit, fake. We'll see Miles Garrett in the XFL next year. <laughs> that was almost like XFL, like what he did. <laughs> but to be honest, I don't see Miles Garrett pulling that again, man. I, I, nah, he, I think he learned his lesson. He's he learned his guy. lesson. He, he's a lot better than that, and I don't see it happening again. But honestly, I just I don't see the Bengals giving up that first overall pick. I think it's set in stone that Joe Burrow is going to be a Bengal. Come late April. Other than that, fake. I just, I just don't see the Bengals doing it. I don't. I don't see the Bengals trading that pick away. Now, I, I think if they do, it's gonna be for a lot, a lot, 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 lot. Oh yeah, they're gonna be asking for a lot because you got these teams that are needy for a quarterback. Like you got Detroit, you got Miami, you got the Chargers. Got LA now. Carolina, possibly moving on with Cam Newton, which we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it, it's that could said. be a situation where if, if it doesn't work out with Matt Rule and Cam Newton midway through the season, maybe Cam Newton on the trade block come the trade deadline in October. And the rumor is Indianapolis may have found a quarterback for the year. The rumor is, and there's been strong ties to this guy. He's originally from North Carolina. His jersey number was retired while he was playing for NC State. He has a full football team of his own as children. Mr. Philip Rivers. The Jenga man himself. <laughs> it came out today that Philip Rivers of the Colts. Philip Rivers to the Colts. They have been talks in talks all week. And he has been in Indianapolis all week. Wait a minute. I'm trying I'm 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 trying to process Philip Rivers in a Colts jersey, and I just I can't do it. Rivers says that he's planning on playing no longer than two more years. So he signs a two-year deal. They get him for two years. So they maybe – They have a window of win now. Do. They definitely do. If you look at Indianapolis – They can play in their division. That division yes. is winnable. Yes. And they have a defense to be able to play in that division. And they finally have this thing called a fucking run game that they've been missing for uh, – since Andrew I don't know. James. Ever, yeah, exactly. Andrew fucking James. Okay? Because let's be honest. I mean, Marlon, Mar Marlon Mack is nice. Uh, he's And they have a wide receiver core, and they have an offensive line to keep Phillip Rivers upright. Which kind of makes you think, what if Andrew Luck wouldn't have just never gave up? Like, what if the love of football never – it's an amazing question Does to ask. Does Tennessee go on the run that they go? They go on. That's the other thing, too, because that division, it's winnable. Indiana, yeah, Indianapolis does have a chance. To, they, they are up there just with Tennessee and Houston. Yeah, ex exactly. Like, the AFC South, it is a tough division. Everyone wants to go, oh, they always go 500, or they get one game above 500. That's because they beat All the fuck each other. All four teams beat the hell out yeah. of each other. Throughout the year, there's four teams that play each other twice a year. That's any team in the NFL. So it that division, 
I don't care what anybody says, is one of the best divisions in the NFL. That AFC South is just littered with talent. Philip Rivers in Indianapolis, I think that gives him a pretty good chance to win the division. So if that's the case, then obviously Brady is out of the Indianapolis scenario. Yes, I, I don't think Brady. I didn't see Brady. Go I didn't see Brady going to the Colts either. But that's another question we got to ask too, because what is going on with that? Because now Brady's coming out saying he's willing to test the waters. Brady is going to end up on a team in California. Or Wherever Brady California. goes, it's win now. It has yes. to be win now. The only logical area, is, yes. To it has, me, to, be the, it has is, to be the Chargers. It's the Chargers. And in saying that, because both Gruden and Mayock have come out in Vegas and said, Carr is our guy. Car is is that guy. a smoke screen though? Is that a smoke and mirrors? No, now, no, because they did this. People, they did it all like last year, where they literally had all the people saying, "Oh, he's gonna stick with him. He's gonna stick with him," and everybody thought like he's bullshit. He's bullshit. And then they had people like, "Oh no, he's not bullshit." Yes. Oh. I, okay. I now like Mayock. Mayock. So I've, I've seen teams do this before in the past, where they'll say, "That's our guy." And then come free agency or the draft, they but we either draft know, the guy or they get rid of the guy. But we all know guy. John. John is a very straightforward, straight-shooting guy. If John is get, coming out and saying, I don't know, you best believe he's saying, I don't know. John Gruden saying, he is my guy. He's his guy. I don't know Mayock that well. You know what I mean? Whenever he's saying stuff, you know, I, I don't know. Mayock's still pretty fresh to that area as a GM. But John, we, fuck sakes, this is the guy that was calling out Warren Sapp. <laughs> know what I mean, man? <laughs> On a daily basis when Warren Sapp was not playing up to his potential. <laughs> That's because Warren Sapp was too busy on the weed. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Weedies. Uh, so, Ella, I mean, Vegas definitely is not going to be a landing spot for Tom because they are completely bought in and, you know, Derek is their guy. They are not moving on from Carr. San- L.A. <laughs> is the you almost, you almost, you're right there. <laughs> I, I, would, I would never get used to them being in L.A. <laughs> I will never will. But the Chargers is the only logical spot because – San Francisco is going to stick with Jimmy G. Which I told you that before. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there was speculation they were going to get rid of Jimmy G, but why would you get rid of a guy who – Why'd you do the Super Bowl? Yes, exactly. Won you an NFC championship. Even though he threw eight passes, but – Yeah. Either way. The Chargers is the only logical spot. And if that's where Brady goes, go. the Chargers have to be in win-now mode. Well, they definitely have the back. Because you figure, too, that to division, it. too, because you got Vegas, you have your Chiefs. You got Denver. Denver. <laughs> yep, Denver's up and coming. Um, What's that team name? It's like they got the horses. <laughs> and they got the guy with the horse teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but but even like – Is that Bo Jingles Horseman? <laughs> <laughs> even – even LA, they don't come off as a team that they are prepared to win the AFC West yet. There's still a lot of questions on that defense. And there's a large amount of questions on that offensive line. If TV, but that's the thing. With the Chargers having 12, a top 10 pick, though, I mean, they can build on that defense. If TB12 is Because if TB12 is going to end up in LA, then if, Chargers are definitely going to go defense in the first round. Not defense. They better go offense. Uh, offensive line. <laughs> That's how many times did Philip Rivers get hit this past year? Too fucking many for a guy his fucking age. If TB, if they are committed to possibly bringing in TB twelve, they better get a fucking offensive line in front of him, because we all know it. Mr. Brady is not mobile. <laughs> He's not really the best catchable quarterback either. Exactly. So it's 
They they need to get a they need to get either way, LA needs to work on the offensive line. But that's very true, but you also look at Phillip Rivers stats. I mean, twenty three touchdowns and twenty interceptions this past year. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to blame that on the offensive line? Well, you can't really be accurate when you're getting your head caved in, now can you? I mean, I've seen worse. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, can we really can we just say that Father Time has like maybe reached Philip Rivers here? It, 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 I think it's a combination of both. I think it's it, it's a combination of both. If they don't get Tom Brady, they better get somebody that they they better be prepared to lean on that run game this year. And that's the other thing too, because Melvin Gordon. What what's his future with the Chargers? Is he? I, I think he's going to be resigning because here here's the thing. This um, is also a guy that uh, wanted to get out last year, but at the same time, they're number two. I forget his freaking name. Who who was that? Uh, um, Austin Eckle. Eckle. Eckle's a free agent. They have not resigned him. They are let him walk into free agency without even offering him a contract. Eckle has been tied to Kansas City. This past offseason a few times. Eccles also been tied to Chicago a few times. Are we having another offseason where everything's going to go to Chicago? No. So <laughs> I, I can't do that again. There's paid. so far been three teams that have been tied tied to Austin Eckle. The Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, Kansas City, and Chicago. All three – yes. All three teams have – are still somewhat – halfback needy teams. I don't see him going to Chicago because basically what Austin Eckle is is Tariq Cohen. He's a smaller, shiftier back that can catch out of the backfield. That's the same thing Tariq Cohen does for Chicago. Why would they bring in another back that does exactly the same thing here? He does great. Does he fit into the Arizona offense? Yes. If Kingsbury, that's another situation too, because you don't know what their future is going to be moving on with uh, Williams. I mean Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Johnson's going. I'll put money on it. Johnson's moved during the draft for a pick. Kenyon Drake is also. Uh, I say plus they. Yeah. It's it. Johnson will be moved during the draft for a pick. I, I could see uh, uh, Johnson. Ending up in Houston. They're still looking for a back to be able to complement Deshaun Watson in the passing game. And I think he would be a great fit in Houston. Don't they have, uh, Let's see, don't they have Lamar? Johnson? Yeah, they do Johnson and, and uh, Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Miller, yeah. Well, Miller hasn't, hasn't played. He, he played like ass last year. I won't be surprised if he's cut at some point in time to be able to save cap. Because what, Deshaun Watson, what, he's going into year three? Is yes. it year three? So, Houston's like, what, two years away from having to re-sign him? Houston's, <laughs> I mean, to have Bill O'Brien be your GM, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't get me started on that one. Um... <laughs> I don't know if I could trust Bill O'Brien with the whole cap situation there, fake. Well, it's a, John, Houston looks like the only really, like, decent landing spot for Derek Johnson. David Johnson? Yeah, David Johnson. Because if you look at every single team, who else really needs a back? Maybe Seattle. Miami. I see Miami fixing it in the draft. Picking up your boy, JT. I, I, I'm telling you, I think he would fit great in that offense and what Flo, uh, Mr. Flo wants to do. Uh, but, like, outside. But where do you got Melvin Gordon going? I, I see him sit and put with San Diego. With them moving on from Austin Eckler and letting him go to free agency, they're going to resign. They're they they have the cap space to do it now. So, 
I, I, he'll be, he'll be resigned. I, I think he'll get the uh, Zeke money. I just don't think he'll get as many years as Zeke got, but he'll get the Zeke money. We have Jerry Jones run the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something, guys. Those boats. <laughs> How about them boats? <laughs> That's another situation too, because Dak Prescott. Amari Cooper, what's that situation going to go down as? Dak Prescott, like, apparently, the, the word out of Dallas right now is Dak Prescott's over here, and Dallas is, like, fucking over here. <laughs> like, there's, they are Well, you had to know close. that was coming. You had to see that coming, though, because Dak wants the money that he's, I'm all about players getting what they want. Dak, but wa- Dak wants top five QB money. He's not he's a top, not five, a top five guy. No. He's like maybe a top fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll maybe give him a top fifteen. Better, better half of the league, yes. Yeah. That being said, though, you had to know this was coming. He wants like Aaron Rodgers money, and he's not gonna get Aaron Rodgers money. You're not Aaron Rodgers, even if you don't resign. The starting, the starting wage is like thirty million. Do we really see Dak Prescott? One, one playoff game, I think. Right. One play. One, one, playoff. one playoff game. Dak needs to be fucking smart about this. The fact that Patrick Mahomes, who just won a fucking Super Bowl. If I'm oh, Dak Prescott, I'm testing the waters. He's still not going to get fucking Aaron Rodgers I understand Rogers he's money. not going to get Aaron Rodgers money, but at the same time, go somewhere else and show Dallas why you moved on. Yeah, I mean, Maybe gonna, he's a charger. And this is exactly what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. May, wait, wait, wait a minute. Hear, hear me out, guys. Maybe Dak to L.I. For the Chargers? For the Chargers. He kind of fits that mold. What L.A.'s what wanting to go to. Because, like, look what, look what the hell they were bringing in behind Phil And that's Rivers. the other thing, too. Do you want to bring in someone who just turned 28? Or do you want someone who is 43? If you have that window to win now, I think Dak Prescott would be Think right. futuristically, or are you that desperate right now that you want a championship right this year? Hear me out. But I know it's not going to happen for the Chargers. Hear, hear me out. Because they are so known to choke it in the playoffs. They can go at 12-4. and four. They can go at 13-3. and three. But when it comes playoff time, they shit the bed every time. Hear me out. Dak to L.A., TB12 to Dallas. No. Why <laughs> Why would the Cowboys do that? Why? Because it's Jerry. I understand it's Jerry. <laughs> How many times has Jerry signed somebody that was over the hill, washed the fuck up, no one else wanted? How many times? Vinny Testaverde. Exactly. He's done it multiple times, though. It's not just only Vinny. How many fucking washed up wide receivers did he bring up, bring in that were way past their fucking prime and shouldn't have never got a contract? That's that's, that's a tough one to actually think about because I don't recall Dallas having bringing in any washed up wide receivers. To <laughs> I, really though, he had one good season with him, one, and then no style. Then went to Cincinnati. Because he went from Dallas to Buffalo. (laughs) And then from Buffalo to Cincinnati. (laughs) That's where T.O. nosedived. He nosedived the the last two years in Dallas. (laughs) That was my quarterback, (laughs) man. Yeah. After the quarterback season, nosedive. (laughs) He was backing up his boy Romo. But you can't see – you cannot tell me you cannot see Jerry Jones. I'm not going to lie. I will say Dallas has wasted a lot of, like, talent throughout the years that Jerry Jones has owned that team, no doubt about it, because when you have guys such as Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, Jason Witten, Des Bryant, Sean Lee. Well, Sean Lee is just injury-prone. Just he's injury-prone, but when he's healthy, the dude produces. Yes, when when – Healthy, though. That's the big thing. DeMarcus Ware? 
who ended up getting a Super Bowl in Denver. <laughs> that list goes on for the, all the ways of talent they have. That being said, though, I don't see them going for TB12. That TB12 and Dallas together would just make the biggest absolute shit show of a headline. And I can already hear Dallas fans already on that. We them boys! Woo! <laughs> Much as I want to grab this chair right now. And... Y'all still them boys? I hate them boys. I'm going to hate them boys until the day I die. Till the day that I die. Mm. So, Fake, I think that's going to wrap up episode 23 of the Armchair Referees. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Armchair Referees. Also, Instagram, at Armchair Refs Podcast. And also, check out our previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And don't forget, we'll, we are going to be having a special announcement coming up here in the next few few weeks. So be looking at, for that on our Facebook page and our Instagram. You're not expecting again, are you? No, no, fuck no. I'm done having kids. Uh, <laughs> that being said, guys, be sure to give us our Johnny Manziel five-star rating. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you next week. Just jump in and buy till my lines get sunk in. I call low for the fight ahead.